And welcome to the ArborPod Detective Denjo series. Today's guest is Gavin Paul Giovanoli in the case of the Honey Locust Hex. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. Goaded, my bumbling assistant proved to be particularly annoying on this sweltering summer day. While fetching my morning cup of joe and the day's mail, the junior-level detective tripped over his own two feet, spilling coffee all over the air conditioner, causing it to emit a wheezy puff of stale air. To stabilize himself, he violently jerked his elbow and crashed the coffee mug into my desk telephone. And in a final attempt to recover, his arms flailed like a windmill, sending letters flying to every corner of the room. He managed to create such a tremendous gust of wind that my current issue of Arborist News miraculously took flight into the paper shredder. Code it! You've outdone yourself, I said while puffing up a storm on my trusty pipe. I'm sorry, Dendro. I'll fix everything. Not only have you destroyed the agency telephone, broken my air conditioner, and shredded my Arborist News, but you've... Where are you? I cannot see you in all this smoke. Stand where I can see you, Coded. Emerging from billowing clouds of pipe smoke, he placed a sweaty, trembling hand on my shoulder and fanned away a path of sight. Right here, Detective. How are we supposed to solve any cases today with a broken phone? Fumbling on the floor, picking up letters, he mumbled, Maybe you could help me pick up your mail instead of yelling at me? Oh, you're right, Coded. I apologize. The July heat has sharpened my temper. Please, let me help. Look, Detective. It's a letter marked Urgent from a Mrs. Jane Sapp. Well, open it up, then. It may be our only chance to escape the dreadful heat of this office. Biting his lip, he used his index finger as a letter opener and rapidly read the contents. Dear Detective Dendro, My trees, my beautiful trees... Mr. Dendro, the leaves have turned bronze, and some have even fallen off. I do not understand. I have twelve honey locust trees. Two of them were planted just this past month. I take wonderful care of them, fertilizing my honeys every week, and I watered them twice already this summer. I simply cannot withstand any more damage. My daughter's wedding is within weeks, and we're hosting the event in the backyard under the canopies of my honeys. Oh, what bad luck we have. Here is a snapshot for your convenience. Please help us, Detective. Sincerely, Mrs. Jane Sapp. Honey locusts? Dying? In the middle of July? Sputtered Codet. Hmm, yes, my faithful assistant. This is indeed a crisis situation. I bit down on my pipe. Could the leaves be falling simply because of obvious water neglect? Or better yet... She mentioned she fertilizes every week. Do you think, Codet, that she is possibly over-fertilizing her honey locust? Brilliant, Detective. Brilliant. I think you've done it again, old chap. I began pacing my office, wiping the sweat from my brow. Hush, Codet. Do not be so quick to agree. In arboriculture, nothing is ever as it seems. Look at this picture she gave us. I do fear we have a much tinier culprit to blame. Come. Let us go to Mrs. Sapp's house.
just as I surmised. Mrs. Sapp's Gladitia trichanthus trees had an infestation, but I knew better than to declare the culprit without first confirming my diagnosis. I suspected one of the sap-sucking perpetrators, be it plant bug, leafhopper, or mite. Honey locusts can get them all, so I whipped out my trusty magnifying lens. Code it. Do you have a piece of paper on hand, preferably white? Sure, detective. From my notepad. Taking the notebook paper, I placed it directly under one of the last remaining suspicious-looking leaves and shook the base of the branch a few times. Sure enough, several tiny dots fell onto the paper, scrambling for their lives. The diagnosis was elementary from here. The dreaded Platytetranicus multidigitali, the honey locust spider mite. Mrs. Sapp had complained about the dying leaves and emphasized her weekly fertilization routine, and she boasted of her, woefully deficient, watering treatments. The weekly fertilization, well, that just exacerbated the problem for her honeys. Honey locust spider mites thrive on dry heat, thriving in daily temperatures ranging from 75 degrees Fahrenheit to 95 degrees Fahrenheit. These treacherous creatures feed on plant leaves by piercing leaf tissue and sucking the sweet liquid that oozes out, causing the bronze color and an eventual detachment from the branch. Mrs. Sapp, I told her, you have a number of options for ridding your trees of these pests. First, you must begin watering much more frequently depending on how dry the soil is between applications. If done correctly and with a forceful spray, you'll be able to knock a significant amount of the mites off the trees. Also, if current weather conditions, cool nights, and humid days persist, watering will encourage a fungus that could potentially attack the eggs, further reducing the mite population. I explained that another option is to introduce a predator, Small lady beetles, lacewings, minute pirate bugs, and other arthropods have been known to reduce infestations. However, effective release rates are not yet known, and several factors determine their ultimate success, such as weather, handling, time of year, size of the infestation, and the presence of other predators. I continued discussing the options. As a last measure, and only a last measure, I explained to Mrs. Sapp, you could turn to chemicals. Pesticides are a double-edged sword. There are many chemicals that attack infestations in various ways, but there is the possibility of actually making the situation worse. Because it is still somewhat early in the mite season, you could hire a professional to spray your trees with hexathiazox. This chemical, restricted to use by licensed applicators, exclusively kills eggs and immature mites halting their remaining life stages, and contributing to season-long control. But hexithiazox is limited by the label instructions to one application per season. If you'd like to take matters into your own hands, you can opt for a more homeowner-accessible method, insecticidal soaps or horticultural oils, which do not harm the mites' natural enemies. Just be sure to monitor and treat only when necessary, so that the pesky critters don't build up a resistance. You got all that, Mrs. Sapp? Oh my, bugs on my honeys. She squeezed her temples. Thank you for the diagnosis, detective, yet my daughter will be furious. She's simply terrified of bugs. Will we be able to save my honeys in time for the wedding? Filling my pipe with a pinch of tobacco, I pulled three short drags, 
Well, Mrs. Sapp, we're right at the midsummer point, and you've identified the problem fairly early. If you follow my instructions and use the paper trick once a week to monitor the infestation, your remaining honeys will survive, but you'll most likely have to wait until the next growth season for these bare branches to leaf out again. Detective, you are an arboricultural sweetie pie. One last thing, Mrs. Sapp. Try to refrain from planting any more honey locusts. Having so many of the same species opens you up to devastating outbreaks. You might catch more bugs with your honeys. While I explained the severity of the situation, young Codet, apparently starving for attention, had climbed the very honey locust tree Mrs. Sapp and I were standing under. He rustled the branches ever so slightly. If it hadn't been for a trickle of bronze leaves falling on the sleeve of my tweed jacket, I would have never looked up. Mrs. Sapp! exclaimed Codet, hopping up and down like a monkey on a midsection branch. Look how strong your honeys are. You and your daughter need not worry. Sure enough, the fool lost his balance and came toppling down onto me, knocking both of us into the grass, my pipe flipping in the air, only to smack me in the face as it landed. Code it, I said through clenched teeth, and as I pushed him off of me, get in the car. Oh dear, said Mrs. Sapp, wide-eyed with fingers against her lips. Why people keep employing us to solve cases is beyond me, Mrs. Sapp. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. You can earn CEUs for this podcast. Just use the code DD5579 to complete the quiz. Stay tuned for the next one. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. Arbor Culture.